Good morning, Shiloh, and welcome to Sunday service. It's an honor and a privilege to stand in front of you this morning to deliver the word. This morning, our word is coming from John chapter 6, verses 16 to 24, and it reads, When evening came, his disciples went down to the lake, where they got into a boat and set across the lake to Capernaum. By now it was dark, and Jesus has not yet joined them. A strong wind was brewing, and the waters grew rough. When they had rowed around about three to four miles, they saw Jesus approaching in the boat, walking on water, and they were frightened. But he said to them, it is I, do not be afraid. Then they were willing to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading. I'd like to take a moment to thank the bishop of our house, Dr. Benjamin Watts, for allowing me to stand in front of you to deliver the word. It's an honor and a privilege. And the title of our sermon today is called Peace in Troubled Times. Walking out in faith can be a very hard thing to do. But once we trust in God, we make things all possible. The first step is the hardest, but after everything, the remaining steps are easy. To introduce the Youth Sunday, let's refer to our children for a moment. We, as parents, start teaching our children at an early age on how to walk. We protect our home by using bubble wrap, large cushions, whatever it takes so that when they fall and stumble, they'll land on something soft and cushiony. We hold their hands until they become comfortable. First we start with two, then we go to one, now we got a finger, and voila, they're on their own. We watch with fear and excitement as they walk by themselves. This is what Jesus did when he taught the disciples to walk in confidence and to have peace in troubled times. In a few weeks, our children will be heading back to their respectable educational institutions, and there will, be, uh, there will be several uncertainties that they will be facing. Wearing masks, first time being away, learning to depend on themselves, making life-changing decisions, and the list goes on and on and on. But one thing that they must remember that they need to trust or to remember that God is with them. Like any normal person, one disciple, Peter, set out and said, if it's you that commands me to come, show me who you are. Now Peter says this because while they were in the boat, drifting away in the troubled storm, they saw a figure approaching the boat. They were a little bit concerned, not sure what it was. They were wondering who it is until they finally said, is it a ghost? But as the figure gets closer to the boat, the voice says, it is I, do not be afraid. So this is why Peter says to Jesus, if it is who you say you are, command me to come. So of course, Jesus says, well, come on. Peter says, okay. 
So he steps out the boat and starts to walk. But in the midst of walking, the wind starts blowing and he becomes uncomfortable on the wind. So if now, uncertain of the wind and not being sure of who you are or what you're doing, Peter starts to sink. But in the process of sinking, he screams out, help me, Jesus. Help me, Lord. And as that being done, Jesus reaches out and says, take my hand. Peter takes his hand, and of course, now Peter is saved. But like a true parent, Jesus says to Peter, why are you afraid? Do you have little faith? Why are you so doubtful? Here, Jesus is telling the disciple, it's okay to be afraid, that he will stand beside you regardless in whatever time it may be. As long as you stretch your arms out to him, he will reach out and grab you and give you that peace in troubled time. We know that we are always in need of Jesus, but there is a lesson within the passage that I think we should bring to light. We see in the passage uncertainty to clarity. In the scripture, Jesus told the disciple to travel ahead and that he would catch up with them. And of course, being obedient disciples, they did what Jesus instructed. So they got into the boat and they traveled across the river. On their journey, tides come in, the wind starts blowing, the boat starts rocking. Sounds familiar how life can take us control and our lives start getting a little rocky. But in the midst of all of this uncertainty, they see Jesus or a shadow come in their way. Now, as students, we enter our schools with this feeling of uncertainty, not sure if we're gonna like our new schools, like our teachers, or able to make new friends. The list continues. But when school starts in a few weeks, we have to be able to have confidence within ourselves so that when all that uncertainty starts arising, you feel the peace in our troubled times. Once you start believing in the fact that you have this comfort and that you're trusting in yourself as well as Jesus, you can conquer whatever comes your way throughout the school year. But you must remember that you have to find that calmness within yourself to do so. Uncertainty, which is the next step of my points here, uncertainty leads to courage. The disciples were afraid of, of the walking shape, especially since they were several miles away from shore. As the figures got closer to the boat, the figure became to identify, and once again the figure says to them, it is I, do not be afraid. But let us pause there for just a moment. Can you imagine, for just a moment, when everything is going totally haywire? The homework is too much, assignments are not being turned in, and worse, and, and worse of all, if you feel the teachers are not helping you. Or how about you're a college student and it's your first time away from home? If you've always had your parents to depend on when things didn't go well, 
or you don't like your new roommate, you don't know how to come to a truce with the roommate. We have to now figure out how do we make ourselves, quote unquote, fit in, be calm. Remember that your parents have taught you to be confident in yourself. That uncertainties will happen and that will be the reason why you have grown to be the persons that you are. Because as we all know, we live off examples and all of our hiccups are lessons or a tool to grow upon. So what do we do? We remember that we have developed our confidence. Now let's ask Jesus for that extra push or help. It is the time to stop and pray for help. And in the middle of your prayer, you hear those wonderful words. It is I, do not be afraid. Yeah, you heard it. No, you're not crazy. It's just Jesus answering your call for help. So what do you do? How do you find the peace in that troubled time? One thing to remember is Jesus hears you. He understands your urgency so that he can help you work through and walk through those issues, those challenges, those things that's making you have anxiety over. But once you allow Jesus to assist you with these circumstances, and an instant calmness will come over you. The calmness, yes, from the peace that Jesus has just now placed inside of you. It is the kind of peace that allows you to move forward and to accept the challenges that no other one but you can handle. Yes, I said before, our parents have molded us, assist us, help us grow. Our teachers are there to help us, assist us, and they see the potential in you so they even force you even more so that what you can grow and develop. So don't be afraid to step out and accept those challenges that are coming your way. Step out. Give yourself that peace that we all need in our troubled times. So as I conclude, starting the school year will bring many, many challenges, which will cause you to feel the urge to quit, to give up in some places and sometimes to just walk away. But keep in mind the message that God has placed in your heart to never give up, never quit, and most importantly, do not be afraid. Don't be afraid to ask for help. There are many people out there that's willing to do just that for you. It's up to you to seek it and to ask it. Because not asking, nobody knows that you needed the help that is needed. Keep Jesus as you go through your new school year as part of your life because it's essential because he can and will assist you when you start second guessing yourself. 
the disciples were fortunate to have Jesus available. He was there to assist them when they lost the courage. He was there to assist them when they felt they had no peace. He was there just to be there as a companion to keep them safe and warm when they feel they have no one to keep them safe and warm. It's amazing on what Jesus can do when we just reach out and ask for help. We see in the Gospels all the miracles and all the signs that he can, can and has done and the teachings that he has placed in everyone's heart who follows him. So, as you set yourself ready to enter the new year, remember the passages telling you some important things, but keep in your heart that regardless of how many times you feel discouraged, out of place, out of sort, Jesus is there to intervene, and all you have to do is ask if it helps. Jesus is our mother and father because Jesus has placed our mothers and fathers in our lives to help us. So Jesus is also there to help us. He will put you on the path when you think there is no way, and the path will give you the peace in troubled times. The word of the Lord for the people of the world. Thank God. Amen. What a great word. Thank you, Lord, for the word. We thank God for this day. Thank God for his servant who has preached out of the depths of her soul. And I'm going to ask each one of you even now to just make your heart ready to receive the Lord. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ and the pardon of your sins, I want you to give God your life. And if you want to be a part of our monthly fellowship, you can become an I member here. Join us. Email us. Text us. Let us know. You can become an online minister member no matter where you are in the country or in the world. Become a part of this fellowship. We love you already. We have not even seen your face, but we love your spirit. And I want to invite you to join us. God bless you. Let's pray. God, we thank you for those who have heard your word. Allow them to heed your word. Allow them to know you, God, in the fellowship of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I thank you that that word will speak to our hearts throughout the week and that we'll be blessed thereby. And thank you even now, Lord, as your people prepare their hearts to give. Let them give, Lord, not grudgingly or of necessity, for you love a cheerful giver. In Jesus' name, amen. That's right, saints. It's time to give. There are three ways to give. You can give by Givelify, by Cash App, or by mail. I want you to partner with this ministry, partner with this house in giving. You know, just because we're not in the sanctuary doesn't mean we don't have the bills. We still need to continue the work of the Lord. So I invite you to join us today. Bring your tithes. The Bible says bring all the tithes in the storehouse and maybe meet in my house and prove me now he would say the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour out blessings, you have room enough not to receive. So come on. 
join us in giving as you always have done, continue to do in the name of the Lord. Wherever you are right now, get that envelope ready. Get that personal device out and press give now. Amen. And you know, some of you who are giving by Givelify and Cash App, you can actually program it to take out the same amount each week that you want taken out and it will automatically put your offering in. You make sure you consider doing that. Subscribe to that program so that you can be a part of giving. Now I want to tell you, we have a number of tragedies in the world. Afghanistan comes to mind. The pullout there has left people devastated and we're praying for them, praying for our nation, praying for the soul of our nation. I feel we've left so many people vulnerable there and I pray God gives us wisdom how to sustain them. We're praying for Haiti. Over 2,000 people have lost their life in the last, her last earthquake. Now this, you have to remember, is the second major earthquake in the last decade or so, which means they had not recovered from the first one and this one has happened. I have asked, and I'm so grateful that our treasurer has put together, she came to me and she said, Bishop, I can create the envelope, but I said, thank you, that's what we need to do. And I've asked her to go ahead and do that. On our Givelify, if you give by Givelify, there is an envelope with Haiti listed there. We want to raise a special offering. One of my uh, former students who's now like a colleague of mine, uh, Brother Amos Lees, has helped us to get connected to some Haitian uh, ministries that are doing great work. And I told him that Shiloh, here in New London, would be a participant in making life better for our Haitian brothers and sisters. And I want to do that. I want to be a part of that, so please join us in giving for Haitian relief today. Please, brothers and sisters, consider somebody else. I love you. I know that God loves you as well. Now look, it's almost my time to get out of here. I got to get out the way. I know you want to get settled, but let me just give you a few more things. Next week again, Youth Day. Be here. Look, if you have not had your children involved in youth church and you haven't had them online, but you're ready to come back out, shoot out here next week. Be a partner with us. If you can't get here, at least get them to the television. Get them in front of a device so they can see their friends and loved ones doing their thing within the sanctuary. Let's get youth ministry. Can I be a little bit ebonic and a little bit cultural? Let's get youth ministry on and popping again. We don't want to be left behind. We don't want our children left behind. So next week is Youth Day. We're going to have a great time, great youth message, great worship experience. So you be a part of that next Sunday. I look forward to it. Look forward to what God's going to do. I'm praying for each one of you. You won't change my mind. I love you with the love of the Lord and you can't do nothing about it. Guess what? I know God loves you and so do I. God bless you, saints. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for being a partner with the Shiloh Church Ministry here in New London, Connecticut. And as always, when I sign off, I'd like to give that one word benediction. And you know what it is. Shalom.